get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner's wonderful update, specifically on the New York Giants. Adam Schefter reporting that Dave Gettleman, the general manager of the New York Giants, has officially announced his retirement. This feels like one of those that he's getting a nice gift to go away and he will move into a new quote-unquote advisor role I would imagine with the Giants so Dave Gettleman is out it sounds like they are for whatever reason going to stick with Joe Judge and we'll have him paired with a new general manager so that is the latest in the NFL we go out right now though to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the one and only Blues Insider for NHL.com he is Lou Korak joining us on BK and Ferrario Lou how you doing today man What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, doing very well. So two big wins for the Blues over the weekend. On Thursday, we were all freaking out because of the loss on the road at Pittsburgh. And then now you get into Monday morning. It's like, hey, everything's fixed for this team now, right, Lou? <laughs> I don't know about fixed, but uh, you've got to admire the resiliency. And that's something that uh, they've consistently showed throughout the year. You know, these are big tests. Uh, Washington was a big test. Uh, Dallas is a big test. I mean, they had come off four straight wins where they'd scored 20 goals and uh, just came off of uh, halting Pittsburgh's 10-game winning streak, which, uh, you know, the Blues couldn't uh, handle that themselves. And uh, they were able to do it and play in some pretty good hockey. And somehow, some way, guys found a way to win. I still, you know, think about it now. I don't know how they pulled that off, but somehow they were able to do it. All I can tell you is those are the kind of games uh, – that are a writer's nightmare when you pretty much uh, have to file on uh, at the buzzer. You already have a story written, and uh, you just hit Control Alt Delete, and uh, pretty much start from scratch in, in about a minute's time. But you know what? As much as I hear it from fans, especially around here, when it's uh, on the right end of things, we really don't care. Just write the winning story. So, and that's pretty much what we were faced with, and that's what happened. And uh, all's well as everybody wakes up on a Monday morning here uh, with the Blues and uh, playing some pretty good hockey uh, as a whole. Yeah, Lou, RIP to that laptop that you chucked off of Press Row inside <laughs> Enterprise Center, man. Let me know how let me know how expensive that new one is that you got to purchase today. Um, so this is two straight games, Lou. After the Pittsburgh Penguins loss, that the Blues have held some pretty good opponents to one goal. I mean, you do that against the Capitals. Now I know they didn't have Oshie and Baxter. But I mean, they eliminated Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. And then last night, I know Dallas doesn't seem like the, the, the scary team, but they had 19 goals scored in four games. Where are you at on this team's defense? Um, 
Well, you got to start, especially in the last two games, uh, you got to start with your goaltending. Um, If you go back to the Washington game, uh, if it wasn't for Billy Husso, that easily could have been three or four to nothing 10 minutes into the game. Players pretty much admitted that. And once they were able to settle in, you know, you you focus in on uh, some of those top goal scorers, Ovechkin, namely, uh, that Washington has. And, uh, you know, Husso was uh, steady, solid, like a rock the rest of the game. And, uh, I'll be honest with you, yesterday again, you know, you, you wondered uh, how Jordan Bennington was going to come out and play. And uh, I'll be honest with you, a lot of the talk is, you know, about the resiliency and how they stuck with it and finally got to their game in that third period. Uh, you uh, take away uh, Jordan Bennington from that game, uh, I don't think they had that opportunity. I mean, he basically kept that a one-shot game, making a number of clutch saves and pretty much off of some blatant turnovers that uh, have been pretty uncharacteristic. And, uh you know, Bennington was up to the task. So if it, it's got to start with your goaltending uh, with this team. And usually when things are going well, that's where it always starts with and, and it trickles out to the rest of the guys. And I thought for the most part, uh, other than the hiccups they had uh, as far as puck possession was concerned, uh, they did a pretty decent job on uh, they, they really didn't give up too much unless it was off of their own mistakes. So you know, you, you like the way the Pareko, Mikola pairing played and Falk and Krug. And yeah, those are two guys that had some uncharacteristic turnovers yesterday. But for the most part, they've been playing pretty good. And, you know, you go back to putting Robert Bortuzzo back in this lineup. I've liked what he's brought again. You know, I mean, he's he's not going to be that guy that's going to wow you on the stat sheet. But he just goes out there and does his job. So it's it's kind of rounding into form here and you got to like the fact that, you know, you've only allowed, you know, one goal average per game in the last couple. Let's see if they can sustain this. But uh, this is kind of how Blues hockey is. You know, you limit your opposition and take advantage of opportunities when you get them. And uh, that's pretty much the way it played out yesterday. But uh, two nice wins to start off the homestand and uh, really uh, making it solid footing uh, in this building, which is something that this team focused on was being a real good home team because guys last year they were 12, 11, and 5 at Enterprise Center, and they know to a man that just wasn't good enough. And uh, 14-3-2 and two on home ice right now, uh, making it very imposing for teams to come in, uh, thinking it's going to be a hard game when they come into this building. Luke Horak is a Blues insider for NHL.com. You can find his work on NHL.com or follow him on Twitter at LKorak10. He's joining us now on BK and Ferrario. Lou, I wanted to ask you about Pavel Buchnevich because you look at what he's doing right now, and I, I mean, he's he's a man on a mission, it seems like. In his last 15 games, he has 21 points, and he's a plus 12 when he's been on the ice, averaging almost 20 minutes per game in those 15 games. We've talked so much this year about Jordan Kyrou's breakout and his ascent on this team. If not for him, I think we'd be talking a lot about Pavel Buchnevich being a point-per-game player. What surprised you, if anything, about what we've seen from Buchnevich so far this season in his first year as a Blue? Uh, just If there's anything that surprised me is just how quickly he's fit in. I mean, you know, you take a guy that transitions, and you hear it all the time, uh, and we've seen it from the defensive end here on this team, particularly look how long it took for Justin Falk and Tori Krug to transition from Eastern Conference players to what to the West style. I think Buchnevich, you know, coming from the Rangers, you know, he's, you know, you hear it all the time, but he's fit in like a glove. I mean, it, it's amazing, uh, you know, any role that they put him in, it seems like any partners that they put him in with on a line, 
it, it, it just seems to click. And I mean, right now he's tied for 15th in the league and plus minus. And you guys have heard from me before. A lot of times uh, to me, that plus minus stat, you know, can be pretty fickle, but you know what? Uh, a lot of times uh, it's warranted for, for certain people. And, and I think for him, it's warranted his numbers. I mean, he's, you know, he's right up there, you know, with the league best at plus 16 and, uh, there's a reason for it. I mean, he plays both ends of the ice. Uh, there, there's a, there's an edge to him. Uh, he's a playmaker. He can score goals. I mean, he scored a beautiful goal the other night against Washington, you know, with the wrist shot from the high slots and picks the top corner. The guy can pretty much do everything. He kills penalties. He can play on the power play. Uh, had, had a uh, good rapport there when he was playing with, uh, Tarasenko and, and, uh, Barbashev when they had the, uh, the all Russian line going. And, uh, but it, again, it's, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, Doug Armstrong, uh, recognized, uh, a potential need and a, and a guy that can be an all around player for this hockey team goes out and makes, makes a great trade. And, uh, you know, he's been, everything is advertised. And, uh, you know, I, I've talked to people that have covered the Rangers that have over and over again, told me, uh, you're, they're getting a good player there in St. Louis, and uh, you're, you're going to see it really quick. If you haven't watched him on a regular basis, uh, his play just continues to rise, and I, I think you're seeing that. And uh, he's he's been a great fit on this hockey team and, and, and a guy that teammates really seem like they enjoy playing with. Uh, Lou, Craig Bruby has also been a great fit for this Blues team since he took over as head coach. I mean, there's so many numbers that go into it, but the part that I've been really impressed by this season is he and his coaching staff's ability to grow these younger players. I mean, you're seeing Ivan Barbashev turn into a top six forward. Jordan Kyrou's emerging. Robert Thomas has taken that next step. Are you surprised that we have not seen a contract extension yet for Craig Bruby? Yes. I honestly, I, I am. And, uh, I think he's deserving of it. I think it's warranted. Uh, just look at, just look at the body of work. Uh, you know, you can go back obviously to the Stanley cup year. Yeah. You know, the, he's the only coach in, in uh, team history to win a Stanley cup, but, uh, we haven't had a normal season really since. And the way that this coaching staff and he in particular have been able to adjust on the fly, whether it be injuries or dealing with, all these COVID issues. I mean, the blues are up to what 17 players that have uh, been in and out of protocol and they seem to be able to offset those guys. And right now you don't, you know, you haven't had Tarasenko, Perunovic and Wallman now for the last couple of games, but they seem to be able to, you know, you take those guys out of a lineup and you're able to funnel in other players and put them in roles where they feel like they think they can thrive. And, and they just don't seem like they miss a beat. I mean, there's teams that, you know, could have a Vladimir Tarasenko and the kind of numbers that he's put up and, you know, just take one player like that with that kind of caliber out of your lineup. And uh, it, it can drastically offset what you're doing and the success you're having, but here they are, you know, the blues have won two games without them. You know, your lead, your leading point guy. Well, now it's Jordan Cairo, but at the time it was Tarasenko. So I just like the fact that, uh, you know, they stay cool under pressure. I mean, that they don't they don't get rattled as a coaching staff. Craig Berube just kind of goes about his business. I mean, he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low, and I think the players just feed off of his energy. I mean, look at what Ryan O'Reilly said yesterday. You know, things weren't going their way for 40 minutes, and uh, you know they they get a nice little pep talk from uh, from Chief, and uh, you know all of a sudden things turn around and they're able to find a way and you see, you see that quite often. And, uh, 
you know, they had the best record uh, going into uh, the pandemic a couple of years ago. And, you know, last year maybe was a little bit of an up and down year, but somehow was able to get that team to the playoffs with all the injuries that they've had. So I'm just really impressed with the body of work that, you know, he's provided for this hockey club. And uh, yeah, you know, to answer your question, Alex, I am surprised. And I would think uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it came today, if it came next week, if it came next month, but at some point in time, I think it's got to be addressed. And I think Craig Berube deserves to be the head coach of this team moving forward. He's Lou Korak. You can find his work over at NHL.com where he is their blues insider. Lou, we always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy a couple of days off and we'll talk with you again soon, my man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. That's Luke Korak joining us here on 101 ESPN.